um, the, the 23rd Psalm, which we just heard uh, right now. And I don't know about you, but when I think of a shepherd, typically what is taught in Sunday school is we think of like this tiny scrawny man dressed in rags who spends more time with sheep and with people. He's maybe socially awkward, uh, but that isn't the case at all. Uh, shepherds were fierce and strong. And back then, one might have said, as brave as a shepherd or as strong as a shepherd. And in the Bible, shepherds were symbols of strength. They didn't have much status or prominence. They were on the lower level of the status uh, class, uh, but they were known as strong and brave. And uh, there's this famous imagery in Amos uh, chapter 3, verse 12, that supports this. Uh, verse 12 says, this is what the Lord says, as a shepherd rescues from the lion's mouth, only two leg bones or a piece of an ear, so will the Israelites live in Samaria be rescued. Um, there is the shepherd is the one uh, who wrestles lions. And so I'm going to intersparse um, uh, Psalm 23 and John 10, the, the passage that we looked at, because Psalm 23 is the foundation to John 10.10. 10. We can reference Psalm 23 to what Jesus is saying in John 10.10. 10. And if you're familiar with the famous Psalm, Psalm 23, it starts with, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Or uh, lack nothing is what that means. And so if the Lord is my shepherd, then uh, I will be content. I will be satisfied. I won't be um, envious. Um, and if the Lord is my shepherd, then I am taken care of, and I feel at rest, and I feel at peace. Um, but... If you're feeling like you're lacking something, then I want, I want to propose this idea that maybe we are being led uh, by someone else or something else instead of our shepherd, Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. If you are feeling like you're lacking something in your life, whether it be peace, whether it be joy, whatever, then maybe the shepherd that is leading us is not Jesus, but it's something else. So, for example, if our vocation, our jobs are shepherding us, uh, then you may feel restlessness. You might feel frustration. You might feel uh, feverish activity. Um, if education is our shepherd, then we will be continually disillusioned because there's so many ideas and thoughts uh, that are being taught out there. And if maybe another person is your shepherd, then you're going to be disappointed and ultimately left empty. But if the Lord is our shepherd. David says, we shall not lack anything. And of course, uh, real life means that there's a lot of struggles and there's a lot of difficulties. But I just want to propose to you this morning, um, what is your shepherd right now? Or who is your shepherd right now? Is it your um, job? Is it your education? Is it um, someone else? But here David knew that the Lord is my shepherd, Yahweh Rohi. He's not just a shepherd. He's not just Israelite shepherd, but he is my own personal shepherd. Yahweh, the, the covenant name of God, it means I am who I am. But to better capture uh, the, the, the name, we can translate it literally to he who is here. He who is here. And that's beautiful. Think about the name of, of God. I am can be translated he who is here. And so then literally, the, the translation will be, he who is here is my shepherd. He who is here is my shepherd. In other words, our God is not somewhere else. He is not engaged in bigger things. 
The Lord who is here, he is my shepherd. Can a brother get an amen? That's good news for somebody this morning that he who is here, he's my shepherd. If we continue Psalm 23, um, it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And an interesting fact is that it's not easy to make sheep lie down. Um, the strange thing about sheep is that they will refuse to lie down unless four requirements are met. And the first requirement is that they must be free from all fear and anxiety. The second thing is that they, they, there must be no tension between the members of the flock. Uh, number three, they must not be aggravated by flies or parasites. And the last thing is they've got to be free from hunger. And when all of those four uh, requirements are met, then they will feel comfortable in lying down. And I want you to see the imagery here um, that the Lord makes us lie down because sometimes we just don't want to lie down in green pastures. Maybe we've been hurt, maybe we, we've been bruised, and maybe we'll run to other things. But our good shepherd allows us to heal, allows us to recover, allows us to renew and restore and refresh. And sometimes he makes us lie down in these green pastures because he wants to give us shalom and peace. He leads me by still waters, which he wants to give us rest. And so here's our shepherd in the midst of uh, turmoil, in the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of racial unrest, in the midst of all of this, we can still say that he is my shepherd. Can you say to your neighbor, can you say to, to the screen, he is my shepherd? Amen, amen. And so John 10, sa- Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. All that was referenced in Psalm 23, Jesus is saying, I am that. I am the good shepherd. I am the one that will give you peace. I'm the one that will make you lie down in green pastures. I'm the one that will make you uh, have rest. And in Jesus, he says that I'm the good shepherd and he meets all those needs. But the question is, how do you know? How do you know that Jesus is a good shepherd? Well, we know that Jesus is a good shepherd because he's fully committed to all the sheep. He has full commitment to the sheep. In fact, he's so committed that he bought us with a price. And the price is his son, Jesus Christ. God bought us with a price. And so he is fully invested in what he has purchased. And he's purchased our hearts, our souls, our lives. And because he's purchased it it with his blood, he is deeply invested in who you are and who God has called you to be, and what your destiny will be. He cares so deeply because he is fully invested in you. If that is good news, somebody say amen. Amen. He is fully invested in you. And we know that Jesus is a good shepherd because he has a special connection with all the sheep. Um, as you may know, shepherds, they, they know the sheep so well that they could name them. Uh, and typically they name them by some of their characteristics. And uh, in, in, in Bible times, the sheep would be put in, in an in a enclosure at the end of the day, and the, the shepherd would examine each sheep for damage, and then he would take care of them. He would anoint their wounds with oil. He would take care of all the other injuries. And this is the God that, that King David is speaking of when he's speaking in the 23rd Psalm, that, that Jesus is the one who nourishes and waters and protects and provides for the eternal security of his followers. It's Jesus who guides and corrects, and protects, and provides. This is the shepherd that watches over us. But in John 10, there's one extra element to what a shepherd does. And Jesus adds that, and he says, he is the one who lays down his life for the sheep. 
Uh, you probably have heard plenty of stories of sheep and, and shepherds, but uh, one characteristic of a shepherd is that he is so invested and committed that he knows each one personally that at the end of the day, as they sleep, they would be in this brick uh, stone enclosure and they and the shepherd would lay across this enclosure as as a door and uh, and wolves and other predators who couldn't climb over the the rock enclosure would have to deal with the shepherd before they could attack the sheep and the shepherd would be either inca- incapacitated or killed uh, for wolves to get to the sheep and David has has been an example of that of of the protection that he provided for his sheep. And shepherds, they would rather die than let harm come to his sheep. This is the, the heart of, of God for us, for you. Um, in 1 Samuel 17, uh, David said to Saul, your servant, meaning himself, is keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion and a bear came and carried off the sheep from a flock, I went after it, David says, struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I struck it and, and I pulled it by its hair and killed it. Man, that, now that's a shepherd. Can you imagine you running after a lion, grabbing your sheep out of its mouth, and when it turns on you, grabbing the lion by its hair and hitting it and, and taking your sheep back to the fold? I mean, dude, that's, dude, that's, I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's UFC times 20 right there. Um, and twice, uh, three times in this passage, um, Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. That's who cares for us. That is who saved us. That is who rescued us. That is his name, Yahweh Rohi. The Lord is my shepherd. He continues to say five times in verse 7, verse 11, verse 15, 17, and 18, he says it five times, that I'm willing to lay my life down for my sheep. Well, there's a story in in Israel in in 1972 uh, that made the the newspaper, and uh, it was about a shepherd um, who brought his sheep into the, the enclosed area for the night, and he had just gone to sleep when he heard this commotion, and so he quickly rushed over to where the sound was coming, and to his horror, he discovered that there was a wolf in the process of dragging one of his sheep through through a hole that was in the wall, and so he was mauling uh, the sheep, and, and blood was flying, and so the shepherd quickly uh, began hitting the wolf, and then the wolf turned on him and began attacking him. And uh, he bit the, the shepherd and striking him with his and staff. And, and finally, with one final blow of his staff, he killed the wolf as he himself collapsed into this bloody uh, pile. And he, imagined, he managed to crawl over uh, his half-dead sheep and he began to bandage its wounds, gave it some water, and uh, took it in, into his own arms. And the shepherd and the sheep went to, to sleep together. And the next morning, the, the shepherd was found dead, his body literally draped over the sheep to comfort it and keep it warm. And the the following day, the headline in the Jerusalem newspaper said, Sheep Alive, Covered in the Shepherd's Blood. And and that was the literal picture of of what happened uh, in that incident, that the sheep was alive because it was covered in the blood of the shepherd. And I think you know where I'm going with that, is that, that our Lord Jesus Christ, he covered us with his blood by forgiving our sins and now we are alive because of the sacrifice. And so Jesus is no, he's no, he's not lying. He's, as the young people say, no cap, no cap. You know, I'm sure most of us have no idea what that is, but I'm learning a new language here by my kids, but it's no joke. He's not lying. When he, he says he really cares for us, he's demonstrated that. 
Even in, in, in natural times, shepherds give their lives for their sheep. And now we have Jesus who loves us and he does that for us. Psalm 23 um, says he restores my soul. Um, there's this old English shepherd's term called casting sheep when a sheep is cast. And that's when a sheep has turned over on its back and can't back up again. Um, I don't need to take much time to, uh, uh, to say h- how um, unintelligent sheep are. I think we've heard many sermons on that. Um, but a sheep that will be turned over its back, I mean, he's not able to get back up on his feet again. That's how um, unable uh, sheep are. And, and sometimes it happens frequently. And when it happens, all the sheep can do is lie on its back with its feet like frantically in the air. Uh, sometimes it will cry out, but usually it'll just kick in the air. And if the shepherd doesn't come arrive or doesn't arrive to rescue the sheep, that, that sheep will die because it won't know how to eat for itself. It just, it just won't know how to do that. And so one of the reasons why a shepherd is always uh, looking over its flock and counting the numbers and to see if, just to see if they're all on their feet. And so if one is missing from the flock, uh, one of the first thoughts he has, the shepherd is, is one of my sheep is cast and I've got to find it. And this is what scholars think that the thought behind the parable of the 99 where one is astray and the, and the shepherd would search hours for that, only that only to find this sheep on its back lying helpless. And so that's what that's a real imagery where he's counting and he no, notices one is missing. He'll go find him and the sheep will be on its back, just helpless. And then so the shepherd will turn the sheep over to its side. It's, it will rub its legs to restore circulation and begin to lift it, uh, lift it to its feet. And after a while, the sheep will, will stumble and stagger and eventually walk uh, steadily and surely. But that's what maybe David, King David had in mind when he said that the Lord restores my soul. Because that's how the Lord treats us. That when we stumble, when we fall, when we fail, and we, we just become so helpless, um, yet our shepherd is patient and tender, and he helps us to get back on our feet. If the Lord has done that to anybody today, come on, wave your hands and say amen to that. And when you read the Gospels, you see the tenderness that Jesus showed towards sinners, how he restored Peter's heart after he denied him three times. And, and, and we understand how Jesus restores our soul. This whole theme of Jesus being our shepherd is so fascinating because it's, it's spoken in, in Psalms 23. It's spoken in Ezekiel 34. Uh, I just want to read Ezekiel 34, verse 11 to 16. Um, and it says, For thus says the Lord Yahweh, Behold, I will search for my sheep. And this is prophesied by Ezekiel, and I will seek them out. It talks about God being this shepherd figure. As a shepherd, or rohi, seeks out his flock in that day, that he is among his sheep and that they're scattered abroad, so I will seek out my sheep and I will deliver them. I will feed them with good pasture, and on the mountains of the heights of Israel shall be their fold. And so here is this imagery in Ezekiel that the shepherd is going to go seek the lost sheep. He's going to go seek. That's what shepherds do. And so when Jesus says that I came to seek and save the lost, that's natural for him because he is the good shepherd that was spoken in Ezekiel. To me, that, that's just amazing. Um, bottom line, as, as I uh, come to a close, um, I, I want us to understand the intimacy that a shepherd has with his sheep, the, the intimacy that, that Jesus has with us, that he's just not uh, a shepherd, but that he's my shepherd. He is your personal 
shepherd. We've probably learned, if you've been in church long enough, you've probably learned about the dependence that sheep have for a shepherd. In other words, sheep need to follow a shepherd or they're going to be lost and their lives are in jeopardy. Let me say it again. They need to follow a shepherd. There was a shepherd in history that said, come and follow me because sheep need to follow a shepherd or they will be lost and their lives are in jeopardy. I also want you to know that that when, when sheep and a shepherd are on a journey, that the shepherd never leaves the sheep during the journey. That the shepherd never leaves the sheep during a journey. Sheep may go astray, go their own ways, but the shepherd never leaves the sheep during a journey. And it brings me back to when Jesus says, never will I leave you nor forsake you because he's the good shepherd. We need to follow him. We need to follow somebody. So he says, come and follow me. I am the good shepherd. The shepherd never leaves his sheep. And he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, I am the good shepherd. He says it multiple times. He's trying to get it through our, our hearts. He's saying, look, come. I am the good shepherd. I will lead you to still waters, to green pastures and still waters. I will restore your soul. You know, uh, if we were to be real, you know, sometimes our, our lives are crazy and our hearts are hectic and uh, we're missing that, that rest or that peace. And maybe we're trying to find it through different means and, and maybe they're, they're helpful and things like that. But ultimately, we can be embraced and loved because he is fully invested in us. Why? Because he is the good shepherd. And so when uh, the, sh- the Lord is your shepherd, then what's going to happen? Like, what are the benefits? Well, Psalm 23 ends with, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. I don't know about you, but I need some goodness and I need some mercy this morning. That's what happens when we say, Jesus, I want to follow you. You are my good shepherd. Would you protect? Would you guide? Would you um, provide? Would you correct? Would you bring us back? Would you discipline? I want to end with this story. There is um, a very long time ago, there was an, an actor who was a, a guest of honor at a social gathering. And at that time, you know, the form of entertainment was uh, reciting uh, excerpts from various literary works. You know, there wasn't like a TV or anything. And so there's an actor there. I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking like Morgan Freeman or maybe James Earl Jones, who did Simba or Darth Vader. And, um, and so he was asked to, um, you know, read different literary works and poems and things like this. And in, in the gathering, there happened to be a very old preacher who, um, who requested, would you, in your voice, be able to recite the 23rd Psalm? And the actor saw that he was an older man, and, and he just had a sense that, that, um, that he may be able to, um, you know, recite it in, in, in a powerful way. And so the actor said, actually, could I ask you to do it for us? And so uh, this old pastor or preacher began to uh, recite it. Uh, with um, just a rough and just broken uh, uh, throat, and it wasn't very polished. But as he was speaking, uh, Psalm 23, uh, when he finished, there was not a dry eye in this room. And, um, and the, the actor began to tell the crowd um, what the difference was. And the difference was this. 
He says, everyone, I'm familiar with Psalm 23, but this man, he knows the shepherd. He knows the shepherd. And so this morning, I just wanted to um, just demonstrate that Jesus is our good shepherd, that when we follow him, what happens in our lives is that surely goodness and mercy will follow us. But my question for us this morning as we leave is, is the Lord your shepherd? Are you being shepherding by the Lord? Are you experiencing that closeness? Are you experiencing that intimacy? Are you experiencing life? Are you experiencing the peace that only can come from him? And if not, he says, come and follow me. He says, never will I leave you and I will not forsake you. Is the Lord your shepherd? And my prayer this morning is that no matter what is going on in the world, no matter what is going on in our lives, that you would hear the call of Jesus on your life to to follow him, to allow him to be your shepherd. If he is your shepherd, somebody wave your hand and say, amen, amen. Awesome, awesome. Let's 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 pray. Let's pray, and um, I like us to pray corporately this morning. And um, you know, there are many of us uh, that may have uh, uh, sheep that are are far from the the fold of God. Maybe um, I, I'd like us to lift up the prodigal uh, daughters and sons uh, to pray for our coworkers, family members that um, may not be um, that may not have Jesus as their shepherd. If if we can just begin to pray for salvation over their lives. Um, but also for those here at Grace Life, if we could just pray for strength and, and courage and community um, to uh, surrender to, to our shepherd and um, that we would seek God and experience that intimacy and experience that, that closeness to, to him. And so if we could just lift up uh, those who are far from God and those of us that, that we would place our lives um, in, in the hands of the shepherd. And finally, the third thing, if you could pray for, is just this whole crisis. And let's con- continue to pray and not give up. Let's continue to seek the Lord. Uh, let's just remember Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by, name, by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal our land. So let's go to God in prayer. Uh, maybe there isn't much time throughout the week for you to have some uh, carved out time to pray. And so I just want to give you a few moments to just just seek the Lord in your homes um, together. Let's let's pray. Lord, help us to see this time, as difficult as it is, as a gift from you. Lord, to rearrange our our thoughts and our priorities. 
to come back to uh, the good shepherd, to be able to see uh, your love and your sacrifice, your compassion for us, Lord, the great lengths that you will go to so that we could experience life to its fullest, Lord. Um, God, we thank you that you are a good shepherd, Lord. And um, God, we just pray that you continue to guide us and lead us and show us, Lord, God, forgive us for our rebellion. Forgive us for our sinfulness. Forgive us for uh, the idols that we have. Uh, Lord, we just need you to uh, teach us and, and show us, Lord. God, we pray for those who are far from you, those that may have left uh, the family of, of faith, Lord. And, and God, we pray that you'd call them back and draw them back by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we just want to honor you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, before we close with the benediction, I'm sure uh, many are going to be curious about kind of the, the reconvening process. And uh, I use that word intentionally because uh, instead of reopening, because, you know, technically we've never closed. Uh, we're just uh, changed locations to online. Um, but uh, to give you an update that we're still waiting out, uh, we're seeing the levels of uh, diagnosed cases increasing and so we're still going to be waiting out at least two to three more weeks before we um, uh, consider opening up. And so, but uh, we're planning, uh, we're making preparations for that. Um, and so it looks like it may be happening soon, um, but, uh, but not probably not, or definitely not for the next uh, three weeks or so. Um, so I just wanted to give, give you that kind of update now, uh, because every week we're, we're, you know, we're going to be wondering like, you know, when are we going to open and things like that. And we're eager to. Uh, we just want to make sure that it's safe and that it, it, it uh, is helpful uh, for everybody. So um, in the meantime, you know, uh, continue to do social distancing and um, just uh, just enjoy uh, this season if, if you can. Um, let me just bless you with a benediction. I know it's Father's Day. I want to let you guys go. Um, and so let's, uh, let's bow our heads for the benedictions. Go now with the trust in your good shepherd, and may God be at your side, even through the valley of the shadow of death. May Christ be your cornerstone of your life, and may the Holy Spirit abide in you. May he shower you with love and mercy all the days of your life, and may you go in peace and serve the Lord with all of your hearts. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Happy Father's Day to everybody. And uh, you're invited to stick around after this service just here in, at, in Zoom and just to chat if you want. Um, but God bless you. Have a great, great day.